Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. Entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy. And healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life. To live your healthiest hot life. Hello, Healthy is Hot family. So excited you're joining me for another episode of the podcast. Today I am so excited to welcome Samantha from the Fit Fatale on the show. This is someone who I met through social media and was immediately drawn to. I liked the content she was putting out and especially during the pandemic, she stepped up big time and realized, whoa, you know what? Meditation is really powerful for me, so maybe I can share that with other people. And so she started going on Instagram live to host morning meditations. So this episode was recorded a little while ago near the beginning of the pandemic, but we're getting to it now. So when we do get to that part where she talks about the meditations, you can still participate. Just head over to her IGTV. Um, I really hope everyone's doing a good job. A little update on my life. I am more than halfway done my health coaching certificate and taking on practice clients. And I gotta say, it feels so good to be doing this work. Um, my heart and my soul and my mind feel so aligned right now. Don't get me wrong. I'm absolutely terrified. I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm trusting myself, trusting my schooling, really being there for my clients and can't wait to share more with you guys. Once I graduate on ways you can get involved and potentially work with me, but for now it's HIH podcast time. Enjoy. The fit fatale. I freaking love everything that you put out in the world. It's so positive and enlightened and it's empowering and it really feels like you're out there supporting other women doing what they do and just kind of encouraging people to go after their goals, especially in the wellness world. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. What a sweet intro. That's so proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Thank you for the love. That is you though. That's a look as an outsider. That's the vibe you put out in the world. So keep doing what you're doing. Um, how did the Fit Fatale all start for you? Because I was trying to do a deep dive, but like you've been at this for a minute, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Thank you. Um, you know, I started, well, let's go way back since you took us way back. <laughs> I know I, I didn't expect that, but I was like, oh, here we go. We're going into my childhood. We got we to go into it. <laughs> yeah. I won't get into the childhood part, but um, I, I mean, I always loved health and fitness and obviously, um, you know, it's evolved in different ways through, throughout the year. And initially when I was got into health and fitness world, it was in a less healthy way. I was very obsessed with being thin, um, you know, with looking a certain way. I was obsessed with like fitness magazines and these unrealistic ideas of what we see and in the media at the time before we were able to really connect and see where people were going. And so I had this unhealthy sort of mindset around being fit um, and being healthy. And it was definitely unhealthy around food. And I used to live in New York 
for school and I was working in the fashion industry, which also can get to your head as well. Um, it's very high paced. People are living off of, you know, it's changed significantly since then, but let's say 10 years ago, it was a lot different than it is now. Um, and fitness and mindfulness and such was not spoken about as much. And so at the time I got into, um, obsessing over food and obsessing over what I was eating and body image and my body. And I started actually going to Whole Foods because I didn't have a relationship. I didn't have a uh, friends. I moved to New York completely alone. And I would go to the grocery store as a pastime and like look what was in my ingredients. And it started as a negative obsession. Mm -hmm. And slowly over being obsessed with what was in it and calories and sugar and all this stuff, it sort of pivoted into, hold on, what is that ingredient? What's the, like, what the hell is that? What is that name? What is that word? That doesn't sound like something I should be eating. And then starting to dive into researching what the, that actually was. And so not immediately, but slowly over time, that pivot happened of a negative mindset around food to, okay, let me understand what I'm eating. And then, you know, I went through a phase of being a vegan or doing all these different things and just sort of figuring out where I fit with that. Um, and I continued to stay in the fashion industry. I worked um, at a national luxury retailer for a very long time, and it was extremely stressful and high paced. And in that moment, I lost that path as well. And I lost my connection to wellness and fitness, the same, similar to your story, Chloe, of a burnout and really feeling overwhelmed. And I ended up leaving that job. And right before I left that job, I had a stomach ulcer. I had, you know, stomach oh. infection. I was taking antibiotics that weren't working, which is scary. Um, you know, we shouldn't even be taking them at least possibly that we can. And I was taking like two or three rounds of them. I was just completely burnt out. And anyone that sees me now and then is, can visually see how different I look because of how, how different my body was and my mindset. Um, and so I left there. I had started blogging, just to backtrack, I started blogging while I was there as a passion outlet, as something that I could find passion in and joy again. And it was general lifestyle at the time. And then after getting the stomach ulcer and deciding to leave to focus on my health, I went into health coaching and I said, you know what? I want to talk about health. And I went through this story. I had to figure out myself. I want to talk about the ingredients we're eating, um, you know, how we're working out, our mindset behind it, everything that was wrapped up in that wellness bow. And so I rebranded and I launched the Fit Fatale, and that was three years ago now. Um, and I've been in this been in this blogging and media space for almost five and a half, which is crazy to think how fast you're that goes one by. Of, you're one of the OGs. One of the OGs, but it's funny because I had to sort of take my audience on this journey of being like, okay, I know we were talking about donuts. Let's reel it in here, like. We've got a, I'm going through this, so you're going to have to go through it with me. And obviously you lose some people that are like, I don't want to watch this mm -hmm. workout. Content. And then you grow from that. But um, it was like a rebrand, like a company. Yeah. And so that was three years ago. And the Fit Fatale and my, my story with that has been growing ever since. We have been a blog since the beginning and obviously IG 
um, now the podcast, which is all about other wellness entrepreneurs, which I love, love, love to hear their story over my own. <laughs> it's, there's, uh, there's so much, it's so inspiring to hear other people's stories. Like, yeah. I think that's what the most, the, the most powerful thing is about these types of podcasts where we really shine the spotlight on other people is selfishly as, as like the host of the podcast, I can't wait to hear the other person's story because yeah. I'm like, I'm enamored by you. Like, I, I think everybody has a story. Everyone's been through struggles. Your story is amazing. Like you went through, you basically completely switched career paths mm-hmm. and like, who knows if you would be here if you hadn't, you know, been in New York and unfortunately, you know, had to deal with your food relationship issues and your fitness is- relationship right. issues to be able to get to a place of health where now you're out trying to get other people to jump on board. Like what, like what a beautiful kind of result of that unfortunate circumstance. Yeah. And it's, and that people are looking for someone to connect with and to tell them it's going to be okay. And there is possibility to come out on the other side, changing your mindset, changing your habits, changing your daily routine. Um, And that doesn't need to be someone who has just a negative mindset around food, it, it applies to, and this is something you learn really quickly in coaching, it applies to all areas of your life, if that's financial. Like finances and food are, your relationship with them are the same thing. And relationships, let's talk about that. Like your, how you show up for that, like all of these impact one another in very similar ways and understanding habit and how those connect to one another like it's once you can you can realize that you're in it for the long haul you got to work through it then you can you can come out on the other side but if you don't if no one is there to tell you like keep going I swear it gets better um you know and just a light to turn to sometimes when you need it I have this article I wrote called I think it's titled like my body image story and it is still to this day the article that gets the most hits ever always like every month. I don't know why it's, it just has people coming again and again and is shared in so many communities on Facebook groups. And, um, it's really incredible that I can write something and my story and people can say, wow, I resonate with that. Like I have people DM me all the time and say, I found you because I found this article that helped me. Wow. And so I didn't what do you I think it is about that article that is resonating with people so much. I wrote it probably about two years ago, which is what's crazy. Um, but I think what resonates with people is hearing someone openly say the honest truth. And I'm not telling anyone what to do because the hardest thing is with a social platform and with a platform where you're trying to help people is that your instinct is, I want to, like, I know this works. I want to tell people what to do or how they can help themselves. And the most important thing to really is to build trust before you can tell people what they should be doing or shouldn't be doing. And so to build that trust, you just have to say, here's my story. What's yours? Here's what I've been through. How, how have you been navigating whatever your struggles are? And that comes back to like podcast, asking someone else or just your daily conversation, asking someone else and relating to them. Yeah, I think you have to build that foundation of trust before anything else can really happen, especially when it comes to 
health, you mentioned money, relationships. These are all, you know, subject matters that a lot of people have icky feelings towards, you know, unresolved issues, some unresolved healing that needs to take place. I really struggle when I get the vibe from someone, whether it's an expert or a professional or just a friend where it comes across very preachy, because I think it always comes from a good place. When people are dishing out advice, typically it's because it's something that worked really well for them. But I think we sometimes forget that not everyone wants to be told what to do. First of all, they want to be heard, they want to be seen, and they want to be supported. And then maybe they can be ready to take on some of that advice and make some changes. But you got to do the legwork first. Some people, sure, they take an advice and they're like, yeah, cool, I'll do that, no problem. But a lot of us, it's a little bit, it's a little bit tricky. You got to tread those waters a little bit lighter, lighter. And is that something that you encounter a lot as a health coach? Like, what do you think is the biggest thing that people come to you for that people are like, I gotta, I gotta step it up. I gotta, I gotta be better for myself. Right. So I don't take on any private clients. Like I don't do any coaching like that. I really just wanted to have the foundation to understand Mm. how to lead and how to help people um, from my social platform to be able to do that. So I thought that was, you know, at the time that was what I felt called to. I think the best, like I said, is just, you know, you can't tell people what to do. And when people want to know what to do, they'll ask you, right? Mm -hmm. And so the best thing that you can continue to do is to have an open conversation with people on social media to use your stories, use your polls, use open-ended questions, let them ask you questions, do lives like this where people can come on and say, hey, I'm going live at 7 p.m. Ask me whatever you want. And if you don't ask me, I'll just tell you how I'm feeling or what I'm going through. That's fine. <laughs> That's sort of us in media. We're like, well, <laughs> You're like, I can fill time. Someone once told me, they're like, if you can't fill time for four minutes on any given subject, even if you know nothing about it, you're in the wrong industry. And right. it's kind of true. Like sometimes, you know, when you're on a platform, sometimes you're in a position where you're just like, I gotta just talk, talk, talk. And, I, and you have to be able to pull usually from personal anecdotes and personal right. experience. And I think there's nothing wrong with that because if you're sharing yourself, sharing a part of yourself, then hopefully someone will be able to resonate with that or feel less alone or see themselves in you or at least feel like, well, if she's bearing all, then maybe I can reach out and ask a question as well. Right, exactly. And it's about, like we've said time and time again, it's about not telling anyone what to do or what not to do. It's just, you can say from your own opinion, um, or you can say like, these are the things that work, but always with a positive outlook. Like, look, routine works. There's facts behind why routine works. And here's why it works for me. Here's mine. But you can't say, okay, you need to wake up at this time. You need to drink this. You can only be vegan. You can like, that. (laughs) and I look, I have strong opinions about stuff, but that's towards me. That's towards myself. That's my personal choices. That doesn't mean that your body or your mind reacts and works the same way as mine does. And those, like, if that is my strict regimen, that is something that I know I need, then that's fine. I preach to myself every morning when I wake up and go, this is how you're going to eat. This is how you're going to live, whatever that is. But, you know, people need to learn that for themselves. And there always needs to be a sense of find what works for you and do that for you. You've been through such a journey. I mean, even just the fact that you're talking about this article that two years later is still getting hits and, and, you know, resonating with people. When you think about body image now, how has it changed over the years? Well, the one thing I can say for sure is that the second I started loving my body and the second my mindset shift around my body image, my body reacted. And our body, like our entire 
vessel, every part of our being hears what we say, whether it's inside of our head or whether it's outside what we're speaking, what we're thinking, it hears what we say. And when you put the stress on your body that you are not happy with it, that you don't love it, that you continuously tell yourself, oh my God, my skin is so bad. What are these bags under my eyes? What is this roll on my stomach? Every time you continue to tell yourself that, your body goes, well, screw you. I don't like you either. <laughs> like no one talks <laughs> about that, right? And that's, that's, that's just the science behind it. The stress of obsessing and of being negative has such a bigger impact than just loving your body and letting go of the stress. And so whatever resources you have around you, I think that is, that's been the biggest shift for me. And the second I, so like, it's a long journey. I don't want anyone listening to mm -hmm. think that that's something that happens overnight, but the second you can put, can make that slow shift, your body starts to love you back. So I've seen significant changes in my body and my muscle, in my, in, in my fitness, in my health, in my face, in my skin, in my bloating, everything. And all of it has been, yes, little gradual changes. And yeah, I found a product that works. Or yes, I found a workout that works. But the biggest difference like, has really just been about changing my mindset. It has not been like all of a sudden I'm doing something revolutionary or taking this magical juice and here's what happened. That's, that's not my story. I love that it comes down to your mindset because when all is said and done, we are left with our thoughts more often than not. I mean, you think about the time that we're living in now and we have more time to just sit and think than we ever do. And sometimes those thought patterns can be supportive or they can be incredibly detrimental and negative self-talk is really pervasive. Like sometimes the things that I say to myself, I would never say to anybody, like anyone. And totally. yet I have no problem just throwing it at myself and I have to catch myself and stop. But, you know, as someone who's been through it, what, what advice do you have to kind of set the car in motion to being more positive, especially when it comes to ourselves? Because for a lot of us, this is years and years of negative thought patterns just culminating and culminating. Right. I mean, the first thing I can say, and this is something that I always, always am very clear to communicate with everyone is if you're in a place where you are putting in the work and doing all the resources you can, and you don't feel better then obviously seeking professional help is one thing that I always share with everyone, therapy, um, you know, coaching, whatever that looks like for you can do wonders for so many people. Um, but that's just to say first, you know, try, try the resources, try what you have in your toolbox, try what's around you. And if that's not helping, then to seek those for sure. Uh, for me, meditation has been a huge shift in my life. It has been a huge change for me. Um, and recently, just with everyone being at home and what we've been going through, I've been leading meditations and I've never done that. It's been extremely vulnerable and I've had no idea what I'm doing. I'm, I'm a fitness instructor, trained fitness instructor as well, but that doesn't mean I'm a meditation guru. <laughs> so I felt called to do it. And I was like, you know what? People are tuning in and it's helping someone. So let's do that. And um, meditation has been a big part of it. And one thing that my aunt actually, who is a Buddhist, really well known in her community, she told me, because I went to her and I said, tell me how to meditate. Like this was a couple years ago and I was getting over a bad injury and 
a lot of different things. And I said, tell me how to meditate. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I just sit here in silence. Like, what is this? Right. All I do when I sit in silence is I think about the list of my to do that I need to do. Yep. Um, and so she said, it's not about controlling your emotions. It's about not letting them control you. So you're not on the offense. You're on the defense. I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So you're not, you're just basically trying to bring everything back. So you hear the noise in your mind, you hear your negative thoughts, you hear what's going on in your head, and you're just trying to bring it back to you instead of hearing it and going, don't think about that. Stop it. It's a finding a way to not control, but just not let it control you and not reacting um, in that way. And the other thing I would say that I actually brought into my meditation this morning with everyone was when you feel something and you feel a negative feeling, anxious, insecure, negative about your body, whatever that is, instead of feeding it and continuing to talk about it or getting down on yourself because you thought about it, it's asking for attention for a reason. So sit, whether that's in your meditation, whether that's in your journal, whether that's at home, in your personal space, sit and feel it and feel what you feel and acknowledge it because it will continue to try to get attention if it's not acknowledged, your fears, your anxieties. And that's why right now, one thing I was saying yesterday, the most important is to ask everyone how they, how they are and give them a safe space to talk. And so feel that. And then when you acknowledge it, you can then focus on moving on to feeling better. But if you're not acknowledging where you are, then it, it becomes just a pull, a, a tug of war battle. I love that you say that it's craving attention. I never once thought about it. I just envision like a little plant, like trying to find some sunlight and like, it's going to try forever to just try to grow, but yet no one wants to water it. But so, so like, we've never want to water the negative thoughts, but you're saying, right. no, just acknowledge it. Like have some awareness, check right. in on it and then be able to move past it. Can we just talk about really? the fact that you are leading meditations on Instagram live in a time of chaos and you've never done it before? Like that is phenomenal. Like how nervous were you to do it? So, so nervous, Chloe. Like <laughs> this is so out of my comfort zone. It is so vulnerable. And I feel like I didn't realize until the first one I did, I actually was like, I'm going to meditate live. I put on a recording by Gabby Bernstein, who is one of my absolute just like gurus, role models, love her. And so I said, okay, guys, I'm going to come on Instagram live and I'm going to put on a meditation by Gabby Bernstein and you guys can meditate with me. Like that was it. I have access to her meditations. I'll share them with you for, you know, 10 minutes and whatever. And so I put on this meditation and I realized it didn't like, I, I absolutely love her meditations, but I realized it wasn't as specifically fitting to where everyone was at that moment and what they were feeling. And so also midway through, I realized, wow, this is really vulnerable. I'm sitting here on live with my eyes closed. I was actually meditating, not leading it. And so I'm going, okay, I just put myself super vulnerable position and only realized halfway through. <laughs> and, then, and then the meditation was not necessarily syncing up with where we were at that moment. And so I felt okay, well, I meditate every single day, most days, I'm not perfect, but I try to meditate every single day. I've heard many meditations. I'm a trained instructor. I know how to semi-lead a group through something. I said, well, why don't I try to do this myself? And so I just did that. And now it's been, well, this is day two. <laughs> so I won't get it. Actually, this is day three if you count um, the guided one that we did earlier in the week. Let's count but, it. 
Yeah, there we go. And so I just figured, why not? And it went, it went, it's been going really, really well. And it was something so vulnerable. Like we spoke about before, we have more time than ever. I think it's a time for people to take risks. I think people are out there trying to spread love. Initially, I was seeing on social media, people reacting with negativity because of fear and because of anxiety and having no idea where to channel it. And they were saying like, don't tell us to do that. Don't, you know, why are you putting up cooking videos when we're in a state of panic? Or there was all these sort of reactive responses. Um, and now we're seeing people show up with purpose, whether it's to learn something, whether it's to feel better, or whether that's to share. And there's purpose and intent behind everything. And I do believe when there's good intent that, you know, we prevail and that really people are able to connect. Well, I'm so glad that you did put yourself out there. I can't even imagine how scary that must have been when you realized halfway through that you were just sitting in front of your phone and you didn't know who was watching, what they were saying, and you're just there like trying to zen out. How did you feel after you did your first one? I mean, after the first one, I said, okay, I need to do this myself. Um, yeah, sorry. First one you led. The first guided one, I felt incredible. I felt so uplifted. I had girls messaging me saying I was brought to tears in that meditation. And I honestly, I felt, I felt called to not control. I didn't prepare anything. I didn't think of where I was really going a little bit with it, but I thought, okay, what do I feel the most? Like I'm a very spiritual and intuitive person. So let's just go with that. That's Mm -hmm. all I can do right now in this moment. Um, And I decided to go with that. And so when I went to go do the meditation, a mantra came to me, which was, I am safe, I am healthy, and I am protected. And I just went with that. And we repeated it as we took our deep breaths over and over. And girls were messaging me like I was brought to tears. Wow. That was so, and you could feel the energy. I felt the energy, like I was vibrating all day. So I loved it. I'm so yeah. glad you listened to your, your inner voice and you did yeah. that. I'm so glad that you're continuing to do it as a novice meditator. Maybe I will come and join because I definitely want to feel yeah. safe, protected and well. Yeah, please do. Well, I put up the one from today. I recorded it. I had the thought process we were talking about earlier at 7 a.m. <laughs> I recorded it with my boyfriend's phone so that I could do the live and the recording. We're getting all sorts of tech savvy things over here. Very techy. We're getting, yeah, we're just, we're rolling with it. And so I took that, I saved it on my phone and I uploaded it on Instagram TV so that people could watch it if they weren't able to join in. And you can't really like join in midway through in a meditation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I put that up so that everyone can watch it on their own. So that's a resource now that's live. So you can check it out. Amazing. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, I always end every episode the same way. What does healthy is hot mean to you, Samantha? I love that. Um, The word hot is just so interesting because if we're thinking like hot, like it's a hot topic, it's, you know, it's on fire. Everyone's talking about it while this is trending. And then there's that hot, like, oh, you're so hot. You're, Mm. you're banging. You got your group going on. I sound like a granny. <laughs> you got your, you, I'm going to start telling that to people. Did you know you got the groove going on today? We are bringing that back. I don't know when that was ever a thing, but it is a thing now. COVID-19, 2020. Yeah. You got you your got groove. groove. <laughs> yeah, I'm a really big dork, as people have probably learned while listening to this or, or tuning in. But I think healthy is hot. Yeah, it means just like embracing who you are. And to me, 
health is everything. Health is like the goes into every channel. And as I said before, it's not just about fitness. It's about your overall wellness. It's about your mindset, your, your vision around money. And if you want to flourish and you want to take that on, you need to focus on how you feel. A hundred percent. Well, I want more of this, so we might have to do this again, but in the meantime, where can we find more about the fit fatale? Yeah. So you guys can tune in on Instagram at the fit fatale. Um, it's, like La Femme Fatale, if you guys know, spelled the same way. That's sort of where the name comes from. And it's the same. My website is thefitfatale.com. And then the podcast is actually called Spin Skin and Other Addictions. But you can just search the Fit Fatale podcast on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, any of that stuff. And you can find it. You're basically everywhere. Thank you enough. <laughs> you can always find me. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thank you to everybody who tuned in and hung around. We've been seeing all your comments. I really love your description of Healthy as Hot, by the way. I saw that. Um, and yeah, girl, thank you. Until next time. Until next time. Bye, babe. Yeah. Oh my God. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. If you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.